You're listening to the Renew Life Church podcast. We hope this message inspires you and challenges you to become a true disciple of Jesus. To find out more about us, go to RenewLifeChurch.com. Yeah, I heard last week was just absolutely amazing, and I just am very thankful for Stevo and, and, uh, and, and Tracy. She did an incredible job as well. But today, uh, I want to share something. It's going to be a little bit of a, a teachy, not so much preachy, uh, but I want to talk about becoming aware becoming aware of the presence of the Holy Spirit. Um, years ago, I heard a tag to a song uh, from Stephanie Gretzinger. She's a worship leader, incredible uh, worship leader. Um, she, she tagged this spontaneously kind of at the end of a song. And it says this, I'm not gonna sing it because if I sing it, then the Spirit's gonna leave and we want him to stay. So I'm just gonna say what she said and we'll be better off for it. Uh, but it, it went like this. She said, we're becoming aware we're becoming aware that you've always been here, we just couldn't see you. And we're becoming aware, I just kind of declare and prophesy this over us, that we're becoming aware that you've always been here, we just didn't see you. And I believe that the Lord is wanting to quicken us into this place of becoming more aware of the fact that where two or more are gathered, so is he there in our midst. And we, we, we quote that scripture and we hear that scripture. And I think if we're not careful, sometimes we can become desensitized to the scripture that should be so potent and powerful in our life. And I just really feel like this, this urging, I talked to Steve-O and Rabe, uh, two of our worship leaders weeks ago, and I, I just texted them and said, hey, I, just, I want us to pay very close attention to when we're opening a service. I want us to, to hone in and zone in on uh, just reminding the people to be aware of the presence of the Holy Spirit because the spirit of the living God is in this room. Because you showed up, because I showed up, because the person next to you showed up, and we gathered in the name of Jesus. It says that he actually is dwelling here with us. Do y'all believe the Bible? Good, it's a good place to be. And so I just talked to them about this, this need and this desire for us to uh, come into this room and come into settings of prayer and settings of worship and, and anytime we're gathering with believers to, to come in with this thought and this understanding that, uh, that the Holy Spirit is there and we need to come with this reverence and this honor of the fact that he is there and he is there for us. And he is deserving of glory and he's deserving of honor. Uh, I pray that we would walk with him and that we would that we would talk with him. As a pastor, I pray so much and, and my cry for so much of your life is that you would have an encounter with the Holy Spirit that shift everything and that you would never grow out of relationship with him. That you would always have this moment when you wake up in the morning, it's a welcome Holy Spirit morning. It's because there's so much life and there's so much power and there's so much value in having and cultivating a live, active relationship with the Holy Spirit. So I wanna share three truths today uh, about the Holy Spirit with you uh, that I believe are vital for us becoming aware of Him, becoming aware of Him. And I believe this, in order to become aware of the Holy Spirit, we need to settle first on the importance that God has intended the Holy Spirit to have in our life. We've gotta understand who He is, why He is, and and some of those things before we actually even will have the reverence and the honor that is due the Holy Spirit. So I'm gonna pray and we're gonna share these truths and, and uh, we're gonna see what happens. So Father, I thank you so much for your presence. 
thank you for what you've already done in this room. And we just invite you in a, in a mighty way. We invite you in a mighty way that you would come and you would move in and out of your people. You would come and you would make your dwelling. We invite you, Holy Spirit. Thank you that you would give us eyes to see, ears to hear. Thank you that we have an ability to discern what the Spirit is saying and what the times are saying. Thank you, Father, that you never leave us, you never forsake us. You're always doing things for our advantage. We pray these things. We believe them in Jesus' name. Amen. Will you turn with me to John chapter 15? John chapter 15, verse 26 is what we're gonna read. If you don't have your Bible to be up on the screen behind me, it says this. But when the helper comes, he's talking about the Holy Spirit here. When the helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of the truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. This is Jesus speaking. And the first truth that I want to share with you this morning is that the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. We have to settle that once and for all. And I know some of these things that I'm going to say may be uh, quote-unquote elementary to some of you in the room that, that have been growing and cultivating a relationship with God, but I want us to also make sure that we don't take up the thought of, of and, and not to think more highly of ourselves than we ought to in our knowledge of the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. This word proceeds that, that Jesus used in this when he said the spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father. This word proceeds in the Greek is a word that I'm not even gonna try to explain or even pronounce, but the definition of this word is uh, to come forth out of. So when he says the spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he's saying the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit proceeded forth out of God. This is just speaking to the, the greatness and the level of, of and clarity of the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of the living God. There's no distinction, there's no difference. The Holy Spirit came forth from God, meaning that when you hear things about the Holy Spirit, when you hear the Holy Spirit talked about, you should automatically know that the very Spirit of the Father is what is being spoken of, and God always deserves the highest honor and the highest praise, right? We approach the Father with such reverence. We approach Jesus with such reverence, but he is saying that, that the Holy Spirit proceeded from the Father, so the Holy Spirit actually should get the same type of reverence that we give the Savior and that we give the Father. If I were to ask you, within your relationship with God, do you neglect God himself? You would say, of course not. For how could you have a relationship with God if you were ne neglecting God? But so much of the church neglects the gift and the person of the Holy Spirit within their relationship with God. So it's like, well, how can I have a thriving relationship with God if I'm neglecting a central part of who he is? We can't afford to actually skip out on, the, on the, the Holy Spirit. We either believe all of God or we believe none of God. Pastor Braden, our senior pastor, he says, Jesus is either Lord of all of your life or Jesus is Lord of none of your life. This is not Burger King where you can have it your way. And I don't know why you would go to Burger King anyways, but anyways, there's so many other options. Um, 
But we've got to come into this place of trusting that God knows what he is doing and, and he gave us this gift of the Holy Spirit. Uh, I understand that for some of us in this room uh, that have grown up in church, the Holy Spirit has been misrepresented maybe by other believers within the body of Christ. We've been given these pictures and, and there's been these moments painted and these expressions painted where, where the Holy Spirit is this, this mystical being, this ghost that comes and makes you flop on the floor like a fish. Or it makes you speak in another language that just causes confusion. Or that he is this spirit that uh, comes upon you and all of a sudden you start shaking uncontrollably and you scream and then you fall down. And to be honest, there are these times when that is exactly what's gonna happen. There are times when the Holy Spirit comes upon you in such a way that you can't stand. It's scriptural. There are moments when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you actually might begin to speak in other tongues. It is scriptural, but it doesn't have to be all of the time. And I think what's happened is, is that we've had our, our, our perception of the Holy Spirit painted by just those moments and it stunted our growth with one of the parts of the Godhead of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we've gotta move past that. We've gotta move past what someone else's experience was under the power of the Holy Spirit that talked us out of not wanting to have relationship with the Holy Spirit. There is no more time for that, FYI. We, we've gotta push past that. It's the same concept of this. Um, none of us in this room has let someone else's reaction to food deter them from starting a relationship with food. In fact, if you're like me, the relationship is going really well. It's getting pretty serious. Like, you never watch someone have chocolate cake and they didn't like it, and you're like, you know what, I'll never try that. Actually, that relationship is thriving. Sometimes more than it should be. And it's the same with the Holy Spirit. We can't let someone else's experience and what we saw with our eye determined what it should look like or what it has to look like for us to have a relationship with him. I, I learned a long time ago not to judge God based on someone else's circumstance or experience. He gets blamed far too much for things that he would never have anything to do with. And then we, we push him aside and we only accept pieces and parts of who he is that make us feel like he is contained and like everything is in order in our life. Jesus said some strong things. Like, I didn't come to, I didn't come but to bring a sword and cause division. I don't know how that lands in your dignified way of living, but it kind of messes mine up. I think the Lord is waiting for us to come into some places of living uh, undignified. Uh, Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit, they deserve the same amount of honor and glory. Truth number two, the Holy Spirit was sent to us by Jesus to guide us into truth. John chapter 16. Y'all good? Cool. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is, that it is to your advantage that I go away. This is Jesus speaking. It is for your advantage that I go away, for if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, 
of sin because they do not believe in me, of righteousness because I go to the Father and you see me no more, of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. Verse 12, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them right now. However, when he, the spirit of the truth has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will speak on his own, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. The Holy Spirit convicts us so that we would be led further into the truth. That's his role. The Holy Spirit literally is a mouthpiece for the character and the nature of God. It says that he doesn't speak anything beyond what the Father has given Jesus. So when the Holy Spirit is speaking, he's actually communicating to you and I the heartbeat of the Father for our lives. And we can trust the Holy Spirit. He is the Spirit of truth. Uh, I believe firmly in the Word of God, the written Word of God. I believe firmly that the Bible is the truth. It's always true. It's never gonna stop being true. It doesn't matter how it makes me feel. It's still true. But I also believe this. I believe that the power of the Holy Spirit, part of who He is, uh, I believe in this power that He has to reveal the hidden mysteries of the kingdom of God to us. I'm gonna read this in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Verse nine, I love this, this set of scriptures. It says, but as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. So in this moment he is quoting uh, something in Isaiah. But verse 10 he says, but God has revealed them, so he's revealed these, these things that God has prepared for those who love him. He has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit, he's talking about the Holy Spirit here, the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except for the spirit of God. Now we have received, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. This is an incredible promise right here. The deep things of God that, that were once hidden from the eyes, that were once hidden from the ears and even hidden from the heart of man, he's saying in this moment, they can now be found and they can be found and revealed through the Holy Spirit to us. The moment that you gave Jesus your Lord uh, Jesus, your life, and he became your Lord and Savior, it says that your spirit was made brand new. So the spirit came and lived in you. Acts, in the book of Acts later, it says that you would receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So we see an in and we see an upon. In a minute, I'm gonna talk a tiny bit for a second about Mary. When the Virgin Mary uh, was, was told that she was gonna be with a child and it was gonna be the Son of God, it says that the Holy Spirit was gonna come upon her and the power of the Most High was gonna overshadow her. So there's an in and there's a pawn, right? And so I believe that the Holy Spirit is wanting to and it says clearly that he is giving us the ability to know the hidden things of God. And he wants to tell them to you and he wants to tell them to me. This confirms to me so much that, that God is actually interested in leading and speaking to his people. And we actually have a right and a promise that we get to hear from him. 
In John chapter 14, verse 26, you don't have this, but it talks about how the Holy Spirit is to remind us of all that Jesus said, and then it's that, that he is to teach us all things. I love the Holy Spirit, and I love the fact that the Father would send us such a gift that he would lead us and guide us into truth. There's those moments in your life where you know that you heard something before or you're in a situation and, and it's like you're in a pinch and, you, and you're searching for something that is true and all of a sudden you remember something. You may not know the, 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 the book or the chapter or the verse, but something comes out of your mouth and it's scripture. That is the Holy Spirit reminding you of what Jesus said. And then these moments where he takes you into places where he actually will give you a knowing or an understanding of something that is to come. That comes through the power of the Holy Spirit. If you go back and reread um, what took place when Elizabeth, John the Baptist's, um, it was Elizabeth, right? Gosh, mighty. Um, when the Holy Spirit came and spoke that they were gonna carry, she was gonna carry John the Baptist, and then when the Holy Spirit sent angel Gabriel to go and actually talk to Mary about Jesus, it said that when Mary came to Elizabeth's house, it says that at the sound of the greeting, so Mary is carrying the Son of God in her womb, and at the sound of the greeting from Mary, the, the child of John the Baptist leapt in the womb of his mom. Instantly, he responded to the Holy Spirit, and it says that she was filled with the Holy Spirit in this moment. And then what ends, gets even crazier is that Elizabeth begins to tell Mary about all of the things that happened to her, but the only person that knew of it was the angel and Mary. The Spirit of God had taught Elizabeth all things about what was happening with Mary. We see this play out in scripture really, really quickly. He's designed to come, remind us of the things that Jesus said, but then to teach us all things. Such an advantage that we have in the Holy Spirit. I'm gonna close with this truth. Truth number three, the Holy Spirit gives power. The Holy Spirit gives power. In Matthew chapter three, we see Jesus gets baptized by John the Baptist, right? We, we know the story and he comes out of the water and the, the sky split and, and it says, behold, hear the voice of, the, the sound of, of the Father's voice, this is my son in whom I'm, I'm well pleased. And all of a sudden the Holy Spirit comes and it comes and it remains and rests on Jesus. Immediately Jesus is taken into the, the wilderness for 40 days to be tempted by Satan. We know this story. But it, it says that when he comes out in Luke chapter three, that Jesus returned in the power of the Holy Spirit. It was the very power of the Holy Spirit that afforded Jesus the ability to withstand the temptation of the devil for 40 days. In Romans chapter eight, it tells us that by the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus was resurrected. You need to understand that you have access you have an invitation waiting to start relationship with the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that brought the Savior out of the grave so that you could have life, but John 10, 10 says that you could have life abundantly. And that Spirit, that power wants to live right on the inside of you. I love this. Luke chapter 24, Jesus instructs his disciples as Jesus is preparing to leave. He says, remain in Jerusalem until you're clothed with power from on high. 
And then we see in Acts chapter one, verse eight, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. The very next chapter, in Acts chapter two, the Holy Spirit comes in the upper room as this rushing mighty wind and the disciples are clothed with power. Peter, the disciple that, that denies Jesus, goes out in the power of the Holy Spirit, preaches a message and 3,000 people are saved. This is the same person that did, didn't have the power within himself to even declare that he knew Jesus not very, not very long before this. But with the power of the Holy Spirit, he preaches a message clothed in the anointing. Every word meant something and it caused people's hearts to be convicted by the power of the Holy Spirit and they chose Jesus as their savior. This is the power that lives on the inside of us when we accept Jesus as Lord, but we have to begin to understand and acknowledge and beware of the fact that he lives in us and wants to be on us all of the time. In Acts chapter five, this is, this is was mind blowing, but it was the power of the Holy Spirit that healed sick people when Peter's shadow would just touch them as they laid on the, on the streets. I want you to picture this for a moment. I want to picture Midland Drive. I want to picture Midland Drive just covered in sick people, laying in their beds, laying on the side of the road. And one man that you know, you know this man. You grew up with this man. He's your neighbor. You see him at, at McDonald's when you get coffee. You know this guy by name. And he walks down the middle of the road and any person that his shadow touches, not him, his shadow, that person gets healed. This is Peter. This can be us. Like, well, that's too far-fetched. No, it's not actually. God is no respecter of persons. The power of God wants to operate in our life. This, this one gets me too. It's the power of the Holy Spirit that was on the garments of Paul's and his handkerchiefs and his aprons that was sent to sick people and they got healed and delivered of demons. This blows our mind. This offends a lot of things. You mean to tell me that a garment was sent to someone's house and they were sick and they touched the garment that was once in the presence of a man? No, 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 in the presence of a man who knew he was filled with the Holy Spirit and they got healed. This is the power that is available to us in the Holy Spirit all ordinary people who chose to have an awareness of the Holy Spirit's presence in their life. The list goes on and on of what happened in scripture. The list is continuing right now during this day and age of what is happening in the lives of people that are willing to be aware of the Holy Spirit and they're actually moving things that shouldn't be moved. They're in this room. Here's what I want for us at Renew Life Church. I want us to become aware of the importance of the Holy Spirit in our lives in such a way that we don't enter a single meeting without acknowledging Him and inviting Him in. Every time we walk through these doors, I want us to walk through these doors with an awareness that not only are we meeting with each other, but we're actually meeting with God Himself. When you go into a business meeting, I want you to invite the presence of the Lord, the presence of the Holy Spirit to come with you. I believe that the the Holy Spirit has the answer to the issue that you're having at work. I believe the Holy Spirit has the issue to the, to the, to the problem that you're having, you're experiencing in, in, your, in your house because your children aren't obeying you. 
I believe it's all found in the relationship that you have with the Holy Spirit. If you're dealing with anxiety at school, if your kids are dealing with anxiety at school, get with them in the car on the way to school where two or more are gathered in my name, so am I there in their midst and invite the Holy Spirit to come and be the solution for the problem before they ever step foot on a campus. These are the things that we have access to. I want us to be people that are aware of his presence and people that respond to his presence. Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope you felt encouraged by today's message. If you need prayer or would like to connect with us, find us on social media or by going to renewlifechurch.com.